Time, ladies and gentlemen, for the Crime Report, sponsored by the Crime Stoppers, Southern County, 1 800 220 Tips, 220 8477, where all costs are indeed kept confidential. And various times, monetary rewards are issued up to about $5,000, sometimes a little bit more, uh, for information that will lead to an arrest. Joe Jacqueline, retired sergeant, NYPD, former commanding officer of the Bronx Cold Case Squad, a current adjunct professor at John Jay College, author of the Criminal Investigative Function Guide for New Investigators, edition number four. And, of course, Joe, a highly decorated member uh, of the NYPD in his day, including the most notable Department Medal of Valor. Back with us. Hopefully feeling a lot better is the Sarge. Sir, how are you? Feeling good? Uh, I'm doing all right, Jay. This has been the worst one I've ever had. We're, we're going on day nine. But uh, so we're, we're, uh, we're piling through this. Is it something else? What is it? It's a sinus infection, but, uh, you know, it's I have all the symptoms of it. I mean, everything is where all my problems are above the neck. So <laughs> it'll be all right. Good, good. I mean, I've been there before, my friend. I know what you're going through. So speedy recovery, and certainly we appreciate your presence here this morning. Hey, I just want to get a little reaction, uh, Sarge, regarding the Baldwin deal uh, with the charges and voluntary manslaughter. He and the armorer, uh, the charges uh, put forth through the district attorney uh, of uh, New Mexico there. Uh, were you surprised at that, Joe? I would say a little bit, yes. Um, I mean, we're talking about a felony here where you could face up to five years. Uh, but the, the thing that, that you know, kind of strikes me now when you're looking back, right, you know, we might have talked about it, I don't remember, but he made so many, he did so many interviews and made so many comments in the public and all that comes back to haunt you because remember, you know, you have the right to remain silent, but he chose not to. So anything he said, whether they refer to it as, a, you know, a spontaneous utterance or what have you, they could be used against him in this trial. So this is this is not going to be easy for the for his defense team. I think the uh, the catapult, <clears throat> as far as the DA's office getting a little juice on this case, was the interview he did with Stephanopoulos. Baldwin did. George Stephanopoulos was of ABC. You know, that was last uh, October 2021. Remember, he said he didn't pull the trigger. He didn't pull the trigger. He said, I didn't pull the trigger. And he said, right. well, you did pull the trigger. You know, I mean, it went through the FBI, all the labs and everything else. You did pull the trigger. And you know what? We're going to get charges going. I think that was a catapult uh, for that whole thing. But you know what? Um, we'll see what happens here. Uh, up to 18 months with a firearm involved as a sword state, you get five years. So, uh, very interesting, Joe, as far as how it's this is around. It's yeah. a lesson for everybody out there, right? You keep your mouth shut and don't even, you know, no interviews, no TV, no nothing, no social media, because even, you know, even he was doing the social media stuff and then they, then they um, deleted the social media posts. But, you know, you can't, uh, you know, if you're under an investigation for criminal conduct, that's the worst thing in the world you could do. You've said that forever, without question. It could come back to haunt you, and it probably did for Alec Baldwin. Quick hit on the Idaho case and Kohlberger. Uh, evidence mounting. They find blood in his apartment now. Some hairs. Could be the dog uh, that was uh, housed there at the frat house in Idaho. Uh, you know, a, a lot of things going against 
this defendant right now. But with that being said, very careful uh, as far as how one goes about their business. Uh, in this case, it seems like you got insurmountable stuff here against Brian Koberger, Sarge. But uh, you know what? The waving to a speedy trial and everything else is going to be a very slow going. You got to be careful here if you're trying to prosecute. Well, here's here's uh, some other good news, right? We still haven't heard about the car. Now, the car contains DNA from any of the victims or the dog or what have you. I mean, at that stage, it's uh, you know pretty much put a bow on it. You know, the the other good thing about it is that they found nothing in his office, and they found everything in his apartment. So those hair follicles, I mean, you know, the office, you could always say it's a public place. You know, maybe the kids visited, maybe one of their friends visited, and they brought the hairs with them. I mean, you can remember, if you start thinking like a defense attorney, this is what they're going to come up with. Uh, but inside his apartment is going to be tough, specifically, you know, where where it was found, what substrate, meaning what kind of surface it was found on. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they also haven't told us um, they have him throwing out two garbage bags uh, at a neighbor's house in Pennsylvania, I believe it was, uh, and they recovered those two bags. They haven't told us what's in those. So there's a lot of other little surprises, I think, that we're, uh, we'll be getting as it's going along. And, and if you're looking at how this thing has been going, I, I think those items will be uh, valuable for this investigation, too, and help building a better case against them changed so much you know better than anyone you know with the dna and the technology involved and you know the garbage as you mentioned where he put it in a neighbor's can in the wee hours you know to get kind of traced back and everything else also the father's dna involved uh, on some of that trash there and the link i mean it's a whole different game right now right regarding this stuff well yeah i mean in the beginning remember people didn't even think the police were actually going to make an arrest let alone uh, not only make the arrest, but have, you know, all this evidence that is now piling up, um, you know, pointing to Kohlberger as the sole individual responsible in this case. And, you know, as as this goes further and further, uh, you know, I, you know the police deserve a lot of credit over there. I mean, they really did a good job. And as this is, this is, this is panning out, I mean, it, it's looking pretty good. Remember, you know, he's going to have his day in court and, and just like everybody else, you're all innocent until proven guilty but uh, uh you know his defense attorney i think is is you know, going to have a difficult time with some of this stuff but, uh, innocent before proven guilty uh regarding brian walsh in Cahasse, massachusetts the disappearance <laughs> of wife anna you know one of these cases another one of these cases uh joe and the obvious is there but again you got to be careful if you're trying to prosecute but the evidence you know, the trip to Home Depot, the Internet, how to dispose of a 115-pound woman. Uh, how long does the DNA last as far as a subject is concerned? I mean, all strikes against this guy. Yeah, now this is like turning into like a wily Coyote moment over here, just when you're looking at these text messages, and that's, excuse me, text messages, these Internet searches that are happening about 4 o'clock in the morning on the day that he said that she left for the airport at 6, where he's asking... You know, uh, how long does it take? You know, how long does a body smell for? When does it start to smell? How do you cover up the smell of a dead body? I mean, if these things are all true that are coming out of, I mean, it's all circumstantial. We know that there's no direct evidence, but I, they have a video of him disposing of uh, some bags at the dump site. If you recall, when they had done a search warrant there a couple of weeks ago, they had the video of him 
depositing stuff there. Now, now that that stuff had gone into an incinerator, and they never were able to recover that because this was, you know, they discovered this until a couple of days later. However, I believe they will still end up going back there if they haven't done so already because uh, even if you cremate a person, a body, you'll never get rid of 100% of it. There's things always remaining like teeth and pieces of bone and stuff like Some things like the teeth just never seem to, uh, you know, burn up in there. And, and unfortunately, when I was working the recovery at 9-11, we were recovering lots of teeth in there. And that's how we were using the, the teeth, the tooth, the pulp and the tooth to help identify so many people after the fact. So that's just from my personal experience about what happens if, you know, if, when, when there's a, there's a fire that's going on. So, yeah, uh, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they have some other evidence from inside of the incinerator. You know, what really gets me is the snarkiness of this guy, you know, the smirks and everything else. It's unbelievable. Uh, but, uh, listen, this guy, they got him and they got to be careful as they kind of go down the road here. Uh, just like, uh, the Koberger case in Idaho, you know, the obvious, Seems that way, but from a technical standpoint, things can always go awry. So uh, we shall see. A couple of cases will go locally here. How about this, Joe? A Brooklyn man was charged with assaulting uh, a Jewish resident of Lawrence. It was during a pro-Israel rally in Times Square. It's going to serve six months in jail. It's part of a plea deal. This is, you know, another one of those deals regarding Alvin Bragg, the attorney, the District Attorney Manhattan, of course, uh, with his individuals due back in court next week. But the plea deal has just lit fires under religious groups, civic leaders, political leaders. Uh, Bruce Blakeman has sounded off. You know, this guy was kind of the ringleader. Be careful here with plea deals of this nature. Uh, Every time we have seen this regarding Bragg's office, Joe, uh, it has set off a firestorm here. Well, I mean, here's a prime example that people need to read about the candidate before they vote for him, all right? He, he he made his intentions perfectly clear before he even got elected that he was going to do this stuff. And at this point, it's it's becoming a bit of a joke, right? So, But what, what we don't understand is the joke stuff aside, there are real people getting hurt and being victimized here. And it's just becoming uh, more apparent every day that our criminal justice system is failing us in so many ways. And you know, between the discovery laws, the bail reform, it raised the age, and now they're going to now they're trying to push the elder parole, uh, and you know, clean slate down our throat. It's uh, you know, at, at certain points, if the governor doesn't step in and 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 do something, whatever, and then continue to go down this road, it's going to be an interesting four years left in her administration about what happens with crime and everything else that's happening. It seems like they don't want to negotiate anything. You know, I mean, the governor sets forth a pay raise for the state ledge, the highest in the nation, without any negotiation. Uh, And then you have a situation of this nature, and it only accentuates what's going on in Albany. Uh, It is unbelievable. I mean, I don't don't see any letdown as far as uh, trying to kind of tweak these laws, Joe. Well, there's another hidden secret in all this, right? So uh, the Post had the, uh, in the paper, it was yesterday or the day before, that, you know, 62% of these cases are being even just dropped at the the prosecution level, meaning no charges are coming out. These people are walking free because of the discovery law changes. So now you're talking about people who were arrested and the the case never goes through, so it never even makes it onto 
uh, any rap sheet, so to speak. And if they get arrested again, that won't count as recidivism. So when you hear about all this recidivism, so, oh, recidivism is not that bad. Well, here's another example to show you how bad recidivism is, because we don't know how bad it is. It was intentionally designed this way, I look at it, I believe, because it, it's actually, it's absolutely flawless in the sense of the word, where people are being rearrested, but it's not counting because of certain things that they included in this. It's just one thing after another, When you, the further you go down this rabbit hole. Recidivism, uh, according to the Andrew Stewart Cousins, majority leader up there, says, you know, it's uh, single digits, low single digits, yeah. 2%, whatever it was. You know, you listen to a guy like Jim Quinn back in the day of the Queen's DA's office, he told me it's like 42%. So, well, you know, I mean, it's, it's almost as if they don't want to believe in real time what is actually happening here. That's the sad part of it all, Sarge. Well, that two percent came from a uh, a um, editorial board for uh, the Times Union, I think it was, up in Albany, right? So here you have Albany uh, journalists, you know, basically providing cover for the, the Albany public politicians. But it's already uh, it's already been attacked so many different ways to say that the two percent is not. They they re- they're reading the data wrong. Now there are people out there a lot smarter than I am that have broken down this data, and it is far worse than two percent. I can tell you that. With us, the crime report. A couple of minutes remain. Joe, how about Ed Mullins, the former controversial head of the New York City Police Department's SBA, Sergeant's Benevolent Association, uh, with a plea of guilty yesterday. The federal charges, he defrauded the union. Uh, We're talking a lot of money here. Invoices, inflated expense invoices, the amount of $600,000 to the SBA for reimbursement, Joe. And he said he committed the fraud by inflating the receipts and having the union pay some of his uh, personal expenses. How about this? Yeah, no, I mean, this is another disgrace. I mean, this is, you know, the police police profession doesn't need any anything like this going on now in, in, these, in these times, specifically something like this that has to do with, you know, stealing money that you've been entrusted with. And, you know, I mean, come on, enough's enough already. You know what? I don't feel sorry for him, and whatever happens to him, I'm glad. Because at this point, it's um, you get to a point where... He, when when people just you know greed or selfishness or whatever it is, we don't have time for that here. And you know what? Whatever the feds do, will be my guest. That's pretty much what it is. You know, uh, I mean that is an absolute disgrace uh, as far as Mullins is concerned. I mean to do what he did, my goodness. Yeah, uh, you, you can't make this stuff up. It really is. I mean, that's just a, a, a terrible job. And I'll tell you this much, with the Supreme Court, uh, Joe, what, uh, what's your take here kind of, you know, staying put regarding uh, some of the gun laws and everything else that have come into play here? Well, there's going to be constant battles in New York, uh, over the, over the, specifically New York City, because of the, 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 the permitting and everything else that goes on that basically nobody gets a gun unless you're a bad guy. You can get a gun anytime you want, right, because... They've always failed to realize that uh, criminals don't follow the laws, and that's why they're criminals. But that's beside the point. I, I think we're going to see these back-and-forth battles, um, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if this whole gun permit thing doesn't end up in the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court is going to be forced to make a decision down this on the road because it keeps on getting bounced between the appellate division and the New York State Supreme Court, and then the U.S. Supreme Court is going to weigh in on this for sure. Question, it is not over yet. Joe Jacklow and the Sarge, the Crime Report, Crime Stoppers, 1-800-220-TIPS. 
220-8477. All calls kept confidential. Good to have you back in the fold, my friend. Keep getting better, all right? We'll talk. Thank you. We'll talk soon. You got it. The great Joe Jacklow.